Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome in, you fans. This is the Crimson Corner Podcast. It's always powered by KSLSports.com. I'm your host and Utes Insider, Trevor Allen. It's kind of a, a bummer episode. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping to pop on to this podcast and give you guys a full breakdown of what happened on Saturday between the Utes and the Arizona Wildcats at Rice-Eccles Stadium in the 2020 season opener, but it didn't happen. I'm sure you've all heard the news. Friday afternoon was when uh, Utah had multiple positive COVID-19 cases and could not field a full team in their game against the Wildcats, therefore having to cancel, and and the Pac-12 considers it a no contest, so it does not have any kind of effect on Utah's record. What it will have an effect on is one less game in 2020 because they will not make up the game, and one less home game. That's one thing. And then they also announced on Sunday that on Saturday and Sunday, they had zero positive tests for COVID-19, which is a good sign if you want to play against UCLA Bruins. Now, they were going to play that that game on Friday night. It was going to be at 8.30 Mountain Time on FS1. They have now, to give Utah an extra day to get guys ready, get them healthy, potentially at least the ones that are in contact tracing uh, involved with that, get them ready to play they moved it to saturday night at 8 30 and that game is now on fox instead of fs1 so you get better tv coverage as well so cross your fingers do whatever you do that this game will be played but it's kind of interesting because on monday which is when we're taping this uh in the morning we met with kyle whittingham the media did on a uh, zoom call it's it's our weekly zoom call with him i've covered kyle whittingham and the utes for 10 years Um, Back when I was a radio guy and now with KSL Sports. And I've never seen Kyle Whittingham so drained. And I know that that can mean a bunch of different things. But that was just something that really stood out to me after talking to Kyle Whittingham. And really, Saturday's game is still in doubt. My gut went through a lot of emotions 
over the weekend. Obviously, Friday, I was bummed out because I was hoping to go to Rice Cycle Stadium and cover a football game and bring you guys everything you guys need to know regarding the Utes. And I, I knew that eventually there was going to be some kind of hiccup along the road. I just didn't think it was going to be the season opener because we've been looking forward to this for so long. To have it be canceled nearly 24 hours before kickoff, it sucked. It really did. I'm not going to lie. And then we get the statement from Utah AD Mark Harlan saying that they moved the game against UCLA Bruins to Saturday. They had two days of zero positive tests for COVID-19 on Saturday and Sunday. It made me feel good. But then after hearing Kyle Whittingham, I'm going to play for you here in just a minute, kind of made me rethink that there's probably a, a realistic chance that Utah will not play this week and that their next game will then be at home against the USC Trojans, which, by the way, they did announce the kickoff time for that. It'll be at 8.30 Mountain Time on ESPN. So that is the next game for the Utes. That is if they don't play on Saturday in the Rose Bowl. All right, I'm going to let you hear from head coach Kyle Whittingham as he addressed the media on Monday at his weekly press conference. If you guys had tested positive on Friday and then you guys were able to test negative on Saturday and Sunday, does that indicate that there were some false positives on Friday? Uh you know, there there was a couple, but uh, I'm trying to, it's, it's so convoluted and every day is it's a different story. And so I can't remember exactly. We've had false positives throughout this whole process. I can't remember exactly if there were some that uh, went from Friday to, to the weekend. I, I couldn't tell you for certain, but uh, maybe one, maybe one. Just to follow that up, um, I know that there were multiple positives on Friday. Did this have to do with one particular position group or was it kind of spread out amongst the roster? Well, it was spread out, but there were two position groups that were decimated uh, more so than any other. And, and uh, that's why ultimately we, you know, we couldn't play because uh, first of all, total number of scholarship players in the two position groups we really couldn't line up and uh, get it done. I know that probably one of the benefits of not playing on Saturday is that you got a chance to watch the UCLA Bruins play against Colorado, and they were able to put up a lot of points. Just what did you see from them as you watched their game over the weekend? Yeah, there was a lot of points uh, put up in the game, uh, high-scoring game. Uh, quarterbacks are tremendous athlete. Um, they've got uh, you know, skill all around them. Uh, slot receivers very good. Uh, defensively, you know, they had a tough time stopping Colorado, but but uh, they got athletes, and uh, we got to work it out for us. Next, we'll go to Ryan Costeca, followed by Patrick Kinahan. Hey, Coach, how you doing this morning? Good, thank you. So, who may have the advantage? You know, come Saturday night, obviously either UCLA, the team that played and maybe was able to iron out some mistakes, or you guys. You know, you actually get to see what they can do on film and sort of game plan that way, while UCLA has nothing to view. Yeah, uh, there's arguments on both sides. Typically, the old adage is you make your most improvement between game one and two. So, so they've got that uh, on their side. Uh, as far as us, we have uh, a full tape, uh, game tape to watch and study and analyze from them this year, where they have nothing on us yet this year. So, so who knows? Uh, advantages uh, both ways, depending how you look at it. 
wondering with this COVID situation, how is it affecting your repetitions that you're giving players in practice? Do you give some more to some guys that you normally wouldn't to make sure if you need to use them during games that they're ready? Absolutely. And just for the sheer fact that uh, our numbers, and we have to give guys reps. I mean, somebody's got to take the reps. And so the guys that, that are available are the guys that are getting reps. And, and uh, it certainly has been a, a – uh, a juggling act you know, every week, every every day, essentially, is different lineups and, and getting people back uh, from quarantine or, or from the virus itself, and you're losing some people. And, and so it's uh, it's been tough to keep continuity, but I'm sure the whole country is having the same issue, I would imagine. Kyle, as you get ready to practice here today, between uh, between positives and contact tracing, do you still have players in quarantine or is everybody out of quarantine? Oh, no, we got several. Several, so, several active cases, several quarantined. Uh, that hasn't changed much at all. When we had the rash of, of, of positives at the end of last week, those take time. I mean, 10 days, two weeks. I mean, it's, yeah, so those guys, that's an that's a ongoing process. Just to follow that up real quick, the statement that the athletic department released last night indicated that there were some staff members that had also tested positive. Is that accurate that some on your staff are positive? Yes. Okay, we haven't talked to you since you got your contract extension. I know you've been kind of on record as saying you haven't necessarily wanted to coach past 65. So what what um, is kind of uh, the rationale behind that? Obviously consistency, but like what, what do you feel like is the benefit of being able to to have that extension through 2027? Well, I think for recruits, uh, knowing that the staff and, and, and the uh, program is stable and has uh, the backing of the university, uh, you know, whether it finish out the contract or not is is uh, secondary to the fact that, that uh, the recruits understand how confident our administration is in uh, what we're doing. And, and uh, that's really what that predominantly is, is voter confidence. And, and uh, that's Kyle, we last talked to you on Wednesday morning. Had this been going on throughout the week, or is this something that popped up Wednesday and then into Thursday and Friday? Well, it's been sporadic all through the you know, the months that we've been practicing as far as positives. They've been showing up here and there, but we had a, uh, a, a rash of them on Friday. And so that's why it was such a late notice to to have to opt out of the game. And uh, that's when it really hit was, was Friday and then Saturday as well. And just as a quick follow-up, have you been able to figure out where some of you guys may have contracted the disease? No, who knows? There's so much going on in this county. We're one of the hotspots in the nation. It's, it's everywhere. And so we we uh, can't say for certain uh, what happened. Or, you know, there's really no common thread between players that tested positive or very little in common. And so uh, it's just, it's out there. And it's, it's uh, unless you're in a complete bubble and having contact with nobody and not touching anything, I mean, it's, uh, you know, with what's going on in our county, it's, it's very difficult to, uh, to stay uh, from, from getting the virus. Hey, Kyle, if you had a rash of positive cases on Friday and the protocols are 10 or 14 days, how confident are you to be able to play on, on Saturday? Well, we're trying and we hope to. Uh, every day is different. And uh, if we get a few more positives this week, then that could knock us out uh, of the game this weekend. And so it's a day-to-day -day thing. 
and uh, we are doing our best to be able to play the game. But uh, we have uh, you know, we lose many more guys this week, and you know, maybe in another situation we're not able to. So we'll just take it day by day and see what happens. But for now, that you had enough guys leave uh, isolation and quarantine, so you, you do currently have enough bodies to be able to play. Uh, barely, we're right on the, the borderline, and, and the difference this week is we do have uh, extra time to to try to prepare some guys that really have been getting zero reps because of their status on the depth chart. Whereas when it happened last Friday, we were under the threshold as well, but we also didn't have any time to. You know, there was no practice left to, to try to get some of the walk-ons up to speed. It was just an impossible situation. And so uh, at least this week, even though we don't have uh, very many more players of any at our disposal than we had last week, at least we have time to uh, try, try to get some guys trained up as best we can. Thank you. Kyle, I'm not asking for your medical opinion, but I do think there's a... <laughs> I, I do think there's a uh, a significant portion of of folks in the state that think that this virus is being overblown, and obviously we've seen what the community spread can do when it comes to affecting sports. So I would, I just, I guess I just ask, what would you say to those folks that think that <laughs> this thing is being overblown? Because obviously this has an effect on your program and their team. So I, I guess I would just ask, what would you say to those folks that? maybe aren't taking this thing as vigilantly as possible? Well, it's, there's no doubt it's out there and it's, it's affecting uh, literally thousands and thousands of people, uh, depending how old you are. I mean, that obviously has a big effect on what kind of impact it actually has as far as you being sick and what you're able to do or not do. But uh, we've had some players that uh, become very sick almost in the hospital. And so uh, it's there. And uh, you know, like you said, I'm not a medical expert. I don't want to try to expound on something that I really don't know much about, other than uh, it has impacted us. And like I said, we've had one player that uh, had a tough go with it. Coach, you just mentioned that uh, you're right now kind of on the threshold of having the active players. Is there any hope that you might be getting players back this week that could, you know, maybe bump up your numbers a little bit? We hope that that's uh, an ongoing discussion with uh, medical staff. Uh, county medical people, both here and, and uh, down in Southern California, because I guess we're going to be on a plane and go down to their, their turf, but uh, they've got certain requirements that may be a little bit different than ours up here. And so that's trying to be ironed out right now and see exactly what uh, what the, what the outcome is going to be. And, and we're hoping that we get a few more, but uh, that's not known at this time. We're still working through it. Kyle, are you able to give any insight into just how amenable uh, the Pac-12 and UCLA were when you when you went to them trying to get the game backed up one day? Uh, I did not have any conversation with them, but I know based on what I've been told by our administration that, that everyone's trying to work together on this and and uh, it's give and take and, and trying to make things happen. And I'm sure that uh, Chip Kelly and his staff weren't too uh, brokenhearted about having an extra day to prepare it was a short week for both of us. Again, we're on equal footing because of the short week, but, but uh, that gives them an advantage as well as not having a short turnaround and gives us uh, a chance to have an extra day to, to get some of these guys up to speed as best we can. Some of these guys that haven't taken really any reps since camp started, since we broke into scout teams, which was uh, after the first week of camp, uh, we got a bunch of guys that are now going to be counted on to, uh, to uh, help us win. And, uh, so that's where we're at. There you go. That was head coach Kyle Whittingham 
Um, I want to address something that you probably heard in that interview that really stood out and that Kyle mentioned that one of the players was hospitalized due to COVID-19. As they mentioned, there was a player who was in the hospital. KSL Sports obtained a statement from Utah Athletics about that one player, and uh, it goes as, quote, One student athlete who has not been participating with the football program since August recently tested positive for COVID-19 and was hospitalized. He has since been released from the hospital, is at home, and is doing much better. Throughout this time, he has been receiving full care from the medical team, close quote. So that's the thoughts on the, on the one player who was in the hospital. So I just wanted to have you guys hear from Kyle Whittingham as we uh, bring you a Monday edition of the Crimson Corner Podcast. We'll have one on Wednesday. I really hope you guys will tune in for that one. We're doing a very special project here at KSL Sports. As you know, the month of November is Men's Health Awareness Month. And KSL Sports has chosen to take the mental health aspect. And really, that all came from the comments made, Dak Prescott opening up about his mental health. And so I have one-on-one interviews with head coach Kyle Whittingham and Utah basketball coach Larry Kriskoviak that we're going to play on Wednesday, exclusive to KSL Sports. That will run on Wednesday morning. It'll drop. So make sure you guys tune in for that. And then hopefully... I'll drop another podcast episode probably later in the week. Um, I want to wait until we get a little bit closer to the game against the UCLA Bruins before we really dive into it. I'm, I'm still going to prep as if it's happening, but as far as bringing that to you, uh, I want to wait till we get a little bit closer before we start diving into the Bruins because I want to make sure it happens. And if it doesn't, we'll then look ahead to the USC Trojans. But either way, we will bring you the latest. Make sure you guys download the KSL Sports app. That's where you're going to get the latest and greatest coverage of the Utes. So make sure you download the KSL Sports app wherever you get your apps. Follow me on Twitter at Trevor A. Sports or at Trevor Allen KSL on Instagram and also at KSL Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, thank you for listening. This has been the Crimson Corner Podcast, and it's always powered by KSLSports.com. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.